Welcome to the Fresh Nest podcast, where we talk all things freshening your nest, from decluttering to design, decor and home styling. I'm Hannah Bullivant, an interior designer, interior stylist and content creator, and I teach folk to declutter, design and decorate their home from a place of self-knowing. This week's episode is all about how to create a sense of home when things feel very uprooted. This is in response to a request I received. So over on Instagram, I run an interiors agony ant column where I take questions from followers and answer them in a video. And I received a question from somebody who is separating from their husband, but both living in the house, so spending half the week kind of staying with friends and family. And this person was concerned about staying grounded and and how to have a sense of safety and security in like that situation. So I've decided to create an episode about that because I didn't feel like I could answer it in a one minute reel. And I'm expanding this definition to other situations that people may come up against. These are things that are currently happening amongst my sort of friends and family group and they may also be happening for you or other people you know. So it might be moving into a house temporarily as yours is renovated. It might be because you are traveling. It might be because you're studying abroad for six weeks. You might be moving into student accommodation. It might be house sitting for three months. You might be unexpectedly given notice on your rental. You might be moving back in with your parents temporarily. Maybe you are in temporary social housing or you have a prolonged hospital stay. There's all kinds of reasons why you might have a temporary living situation where things feel really uprooted. So I wanted to talk about that. But before I can really get into how to stay grounded, I think we first need to think about why it is so important. I talk about this in my Fresh Nest e-course all the time and I feel super passionate about it. I recorded a TikTok about it about 18 months ago now and it went a bit viral. And in it, I said that home has one of the biggest impacts on our overall health and happiness. And that a report by the Happiness Institute found that our home, rented or owned, had a bigger impact on our overall happiness than our work, income and even our family life. Yet it is serially overlooked as a way to create more health and happiness. It's often seen as the women's domain. It's dismissed as frivolous. Often the reason that they're seen as frivolous and dismissed is because we live in a very patriarchal capitalist society. And it's always a little bit edgy when you're talking about this because it's really easy to to think that I'm saying, therefore, it's about spending hundreds of thousands of pounds or whatever. That is not what I mean. And hopefully that will become clear. But leveraging the untapped power of our home can have really far-reaching consequences. So here are some of the things that we get, that we feel when we have a solid sense of home. So I'm not necessarily talking about the bricks and mortar here. But if we have a solid sense of home, then we feel comfort and nurturing. Home is where we sleep, after all, and rest. It's where we care for ourselves. So comfort and nurturing. It's also a place of safety and security. It's where we exhale and relax. We can often step away from hypervigilance. It's where we are our most sort of true selves. 
often feel safe from an emotional point of view, but also from a physical point of view as well. We have control over the locks, we have control over the doors, and we know that it's very difficult for people to access. And that is a privilege that not everybody has. Resilience. So if you've got a strong sense of home, I think it helps you to feel more resilient. So I think your home can be like an anchor in times where, well, just when things are really, really difficult. So if you've got sickness or grief, we've just gone through some grief in our family and I'm very grateful to have a home that provides this for me. Things like natural disasters, we don't get so much in the UK, but it's a very real thing for many people globally. Economic downturns or just any sort of personal crisis. But a stable and comforting home can really help people to cope and also to recover more effectively as well. So I do think that you get this sense of resilience. Home often means connection. It's often where we are with our loved ones. Maybe we don't live with them, but it's where we spend time with people that we love. And ultimately, humans are relational beings, like on a cellular level, and we need some sort of connection. And home is often where that happens, where we enjoy it the most. So that might be visiting friends, family, pets, partners, kids, that sort of thing. Having a a strong sense of home often means that you feel stable or there's a level of predictability. This is a big one for me. And I say that as someone who rents. Personally, having familiarity and routine really provides a foundation for reducing stress and anxiety. So I'm happiest when I'm at home in my little routines, eating often the same foods, I'm not even joking, doing the same things at similar times. And for me, this really provides stability, even when things, especially in my head, feel very chaotic. So stability and predictability are the gifts of a sense of home. Sense of community, because actually our home is not just the physical dwelling, it's where that dwelling sits in the wider community. So often having that sense of home means we are familiar, even if it's just on a superficial level, we recognise the faces of our neighbours and we have some say in what happens in our communities. I think that having that sense of community is really important and it can really help social connection, neighbourly support. And also, I think when you're grounded like that and you've got a sense of home, you also can enjoy things like shared responsibility for like local problems or issues or things like that. So, yeah, I think the community is a big part of that. Identity and self-expression. Really passionate about this one, especially as a stylist and a designer. So a home that reflects back to us our values, our culture, interests and passions is very self-affirming. It really helps us to feel our uniqueness and our individuality. And it makes it easier for us to express that in other parts of our life as well. And that is why I think spending time, energy and yes, some, sometimes money on creating a home that really feels beautiful and unique is so important and so far from frivolous. And actually having a home that really reflects what you stand for and the things that you love is an incredibly nourishing thing to have. The next thing I think that home gives you when you have a strong sense of home is the ability to be creative. I think creativity is very difficult without a strong sense of home. But I think when people feel comfortable and at ease in their living spaces, they're more likely to be creative. There's space for it. There's also like a sense of pride. And I think this is the case whether you own or rent. But I think having a sense of like ownership over a place is important and taking responsibility for your environment. And actually, I think that can really go beyond the physical space and it can really radiate into lots of other areas of life. And I see this with decluttering all the time. So clearly anyone can declutter, renters or owners. And regardless of whether you rent or own, I've seen many times now that when somebody kind of takes ownership 
and control of their clutter, it has this kind of magic effect on lots of other areas of their life and they feel suddenly more able to tackle other areas or it's suddenly other things are highlighted that they suddenly want to deal with. So yeah, I think that sense of ownership is good. And then the last one, I think there's a general sense of health that you get in home. So I mean that mentally, I've talked about that a lot so far. I also think there's physical things as well. Like, so having a, a sort of strong sense of home might involve having like a functional kitchen that you can have access to, to cook your like ancestral familiar foods that really make you feel at home. And I think also having the physical space to do things like meditate or stretch. I really do believe that you can make physical space for more of what you want like in a wider sense of the work. I mean, literally all of what I've just said is why I do the work that I do. I feel so passionate about it. But creating that kind of sense of home goes really beyond the physical structure. And it's about the sense of self, the connection, the personal identity, and it's about community. And it is just a vital aspect of human life. It enhances well-being, happiness, and overall quality of life. So what do you do when you are facing a temporary or unstable living environment? So just a recap, one case, the person who wrote to me, separating from husband but staying in the house and spending part of the week away, living in two rooms while the house is renovated. I've actually got more on how to survive living during a renovation in another episode, so look out for that. Moving into a temporary house as the house is renovated, travelling, studying abroad, temporary relocating for work, house sitting, unexpectedly being given notice on a flat, moving back in with parents. And I'm probably missing some loads of other examples there, but these are the kinds of situations I'm talking about. The key is to focus on all of the things I've just said above when I was talking about the sense of home. And just to really think about it for you, like on an individual, unique kind of basis, what gives you your biggest sense of home? And I'm guessing it's probably sensory. It'll be probably to do with tastes, textures, smells and sounds. I also have, I've got loads of ideas as well coming up. So my first tip is to make the space yours for however long that is. Now, I do this even if I'm in a hotel room for one night. So, you know, I really do mean for however long you're there. But to add precious personal objects in the room. So that's books and journals, for example, photographs, small artworks or small things that trigger memories, like a little shell or something from a walk that your kid gave you or a scarf that can act as a bedspread. These familiar objects can make the place feel more like your own. Invest in bags, boxes and suitcases that feel like you so that when you travel, it feels like you've got a piece of home that you bring with you wherever you are and they feel kind of like friends. Maybe not everyone is like me. And I even extend this to like wash bags, makeup bags, things like that. And I think getting those things out at a hotel or friends and putting them in the space will immediately feel like you're kind of making it your own with your own wash bags and your own makeup bags and your own bags and suitcases. And the idea being if you can afford it is to make those things really feel beautiful things that really capture what you, you love and your style. So yeah, invest in bags, boxes and suitcases that really feel like you, that make you smile when you see them. Getting them out wherever you are will immediately feel a little bit like home. Use comforting scents. So bring travel candles, essential oil diffusers or perfumes that you associate with home or just that sense of relaxation. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know by now that lavender is a really core scent for me. It's got lots of strong memory connections. I bring it with me when I travel and I flick it around the room. I also like flick it on my kids' beds before I leave. I generally am always flicking lavender around my house <laughs> and all my belongings. But scent is very powerful, very, very powerful. Use your favourite bedding. Bring your own bedding, pillow 
pillows and blankets if you can, or if you can't, just one pillowcase will make a difference. When I had my eldest and I was in hospital, I brought two pillowcases in my hospital bag so it didn't take up too much space and I was so happy to have that tiny bit of home when I was in hospital. Organise and declutter. So keep the space tidy and organised, even if it is temporary. So do unpack properly. Tidy up the room every evening. Keep it clean. (laughs) I think it just really helps you to feel calm and have a sense of control, even if other things feel wildly out of your control. Use plants and flowers. So put potted plants and fresh flowers around your space to bring in life and freshness to help clear the air. And they bring warmth and they also connect us to nature, which is something that is all kinds of studies tell us gives us a little boost of happiness and helps us to feel calm. This may or may not work for you, but try to create a functional kitchen or at least somewhere that you can prepare a simple meal because there is nothing like cooking and eating your own food to make a place feel more like home. If possible, equip the kitchen with favourite cooking tools. I don't know about you. I think I've even talked about this before and other things, but I've got like my favourite spatula. (laughs) Things like that you might consider bringing with you to make cooking easier and just to bring a sense of familiarity use soft lighting. So moving into any kind of new space, um, if it's only got like the sort of main light on the ceiling on, it can make the corners feel a bit dark and dingy and it can lack atmosphere. So immediately put the lamps on, add lighting at the edges of the rooms. And if they aren't provided in the space you're in, I think it is worth investing in some sort of low cost or secondhand lamps or fairy lights that you can sell before you move out or give to someone else before you leave if you're not able to take them with you. And stay connected. I mean, this is obvious, but do keep in touch with friends and family. And I think having things that remind you of friends and family around, so lots of objects or things that connect you to a lovely memory. So, and also like try to see friends and family in person. I think sometimes when life is uprooted, it's really easy to sort of hunker down and just stay in your own company. But it's just really healthy to be in physical communion with other people. So lots of coffee dates and walks with good humans. Okay, so the next one is if you are in a new place, explore the neighbourhood. So it can be tempting, I think, to just stay small, stay in your room. But when I've travelled before, when I've been away for work, I quite like having a wander around and finding places that I really like that remind me of home. So finding like a favourite cafe, a park, a library, a shop that just make you smile, that you love. And it can, I think, finding your own way around a new space is really important. It can really help you to feel like you're bedding down and grounding. And even if it's a a space you kind of know already, I think spending time walking around and getting to know things that you might have missed. Towns and cities are always changing, aren't they? Even villages, you know, shops change ownership, new things happen. So yeah, see what's going on and get to know it. And the last one really is a bit of a given, but it's just about practicing self-care. So it can take a lot of capacity and energy to be uprooted and to not have that sense of stability in home. And so I think whatever it looks like, like for you, do something that can help you, your whole body, mind, spirit to just rest and feel calm. So I'm thinking about meditations. I personally love the free bit of the Insight Timer app or a yoga, doing yoga, things like that, or other activities that help you to feel centered and grounded. That might be like crafting or I don't know, writing, journaling. But yeah, just do stuff, however it looks, that will mean that you are nurturing and caring for yourself. 
I think hopefully that is helpful. And if you know anyone who is in a temporary living situation or about to be in a temporary situation, if you know someone who is traveling at the moment, who's starting uni, who is moving in with parents, whatever it is, then send them this. And hopefully it's going to give them some ideas to just really think about and focus on and cultivate that really precious sense of home, whatever that looks like for them. So as always, if you have a topic that you want me to discuss to do with decor, design, decluttering, you can send me an email to let me know. If you want help with creating a home that feels more you, more unique, less following trends, more an actual home that really reflects your loves and your passions, check out hannahbullivant.com forward slash fresh nest. That's the kind of bedrock of the whole course. So that might be interesting for you to check out. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye.